0: Broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships in spite of having to spend time with your family over Thanksgiving. (laughs) Open phones at 888-825-5225. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, number one best-selling author of Own Your Past, Change Your Future, is my co-host today. We're going to answer your questions. You jump in. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Benjamin is in Atlanta. Hi, Benjamin. How are you? Good. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up?
1: So I'm trying to figure out how much of my salary I want to contribute to my retirement plan. I'm currently contributing the recommended 15% to a 401k plan, um, but I'm now working for a company that gives a 200% match up to 4%, so that's 8% of my salary they're putting into my 401k. And on top of that, at the end of the year, they contribute another 10% to my 401k as profit sharing. So that's what, total what they put in does 18. not
0: count in our equation.
1: What, okay so what you put 18%. in eighteen you would put in
0: fifteen percent of your household income into retirement at baby step four correct did so, I, yeah, did I did I catch you I'm, is that what you were you were calculating the company in there
1: no I am right now I am putting fifteen percent in and my company's putting eighteen percent in so that's a total of 33 percent that's my pretty salary. phenomenal you're gonna be rich that's going into my yeah it, it is pretty fantastic. So my question was, since, uh, since the match is so high on top of my 15%, can I afford to only contribute 10% of my salary to a 401k and put that extra 5% to, uh, towards saving up for a house and later paying a monthly payment on a house? Okay, so you're, you're trying
0: to figure out a house down payment, not paying off a house.
1: Correct, okay. yes, yeah, so i so that never Baby, down baby Step
0: 3B is saving for the down payment. That's what we call it before you get to Baby Step 4, which is 15% of your income going into retirement. Now, here's what people do, and it's okay with us, because Baby Step 3B is a temporary thing. It's just while you save a down payment. That's all you're doing, okay? And okay. while you're doing that, some people don't even start Baby Step 4. They do zero. Some people do up to the match, and some people do the full 15%. And how fast can you save the down payment? That's a trick, right? So any of the, anywhere in there you want to go, and it sounds like you know if you want to back it down to 10, that's fine. But that is not me saying you live in a house, you own a house, and you should back down to 10% so you can put more on your house mortgage in baby step six. No, I am not saying that. That's for okay. all the other listeners. That's not for you. Got gotcha. you. Okay, but in okay, your so case, good, you know, good. in it, it, whether you got a match or whether you didn't, some people just choose to do nothing. Some people choose to do match the three percent, and some want to go ahead and do the fifteen and just try to save the down payment above that. Um, right. You could do any of those is fine because you shouldn't be saving for your down payment longer than three years max. Okay. How gotcha. old are you?
1: I'm twenty four.
0: Wow. What's your income?
2: Uh,
1: sixty eight thousand.
0: Dude, if you stick with us, you're going to be so rich. John's right.
2: <laughs> and I'll also say this, Benjamin, at 24, um, I've had a couple of different places where I've worked where they've had incredible matches like this. And at least in my, after a couple of decades in the workforce, every time it has shifted. That that overwhelming, we're able to put this much money, it, it tends to be kind of a, a bonus is the way that, that people will look at it. So we're not going to add to your um salary because that's ongoing but we're going to do this every year those that has whittled away in every job where i've had that type of of uh generosity and so don't build your life expecting that to happen year over year over yeah build your life
0: build build your life expecting you to have to do it and anything your company does is called gravy on the biscuit
2: yeah if you
0: set that up emotionally john's right then you're going to keep going Uh, Because you're not like, oh, well, I can't do it now because I don't get the match. No. I
2: I felt like um, as a young guy, I thought they were taking something from me, right? Like it was, hey, we're able to do this. We're able to do this. And then 2010 hit, 2009 hit, and we got to back down some of our retirement match. Well, it felt like you were taking something from me, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it wasn't. It was a cool thing they were able to do during times of plenty. It was generosity. That's right. And then it couldn't. Yeah. That's right. But I had built my life as though you owed it to me. And that was on me, not on them.
0: Yeah but that's also the way it has to do with the narrative and the way you explain it that's so, right yeah that's good good question Benjamin you're doing great man Excellent. proud of you way to go dude Angela is in Los Angeles hi Angela welcome to the Ramsey show
3: hi Dave hi John I'm very happy to be on
0: good to have you how can we help
3: thanks um, I just had a quick question or advice I need your advice um, so I found you guys back in May and I would binge watch for months I binge watched and finally, I decided to call for motivation because I was unhappy at my job, and I called George, and he kind of told me, you know, get another job, and I did. So I put my resume out, and I got a call from a local government job, and they paid me about twenty thousand dollars more than what I had already, than what I was already making. Dad,
2: come! George is thinking. worth his weight in gold, <laughs> and he's a small yeah, guy. That That's great. not a lot of weight, but man, good for him.
3: Yeah, he gave me the motivation I needed to, you know, get out there. But now I just can't seem to get back on track to the baby stuff. That I'm struggling, and when I tell you, I'm tired. I'm tired of not having enough money, or at the end of the month, I'm exhausted, and it's harder now. So you Um, make more money,
0: and you're doing a worse job handling it.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Oh, George, George, it's all
2: George's fault. (laughs) (laughs) So what? What is? What's your challenge? Like. You're making this new money, why, yeah, why did you get lazy then?
0: I would have got more um, intense.
3: I feel like i i I don't know. um a lot of changes at work you know it was a few months that i started, and I feel like every time I get anxious now I just I spend
2: hm so
3: yeah, and now I have more money to spend, and it's harder sorry
2: you have you're doing a lot of feeling and mm-hmm. here's why the baby steps are so remarkable they take your feelings and your thoughts out of the equation yeah they take your feelings and they stomp on your feelings. you just do what's the plan you follow the plan like i don't feel like working out it doesn't matter here's the workout you're doing today i don't feel like i feel like spending i feel like getting online um who cares here's what's next in line and so getting on a plan is really good for this and you've got to adjust your identity You're somebody who makes good money now, who does really well. You are not somebody who spends when they get anxious. And I want you to start there and reverse engineer that life. Does that make sense? Yeah, stop
0: saying that's who you are
2: because it's really not who you are. It's not who you are.
0: Who you are is a lady who makes 20000 more than she used to because of George. That's right. And then who you are is a lady that's not managing it as well. Oh, wait. No, you're the lady that's starting to manage it better as of today because of John. You're going to get on a plan. So there you go. You're going to get on a plan. Yeah, absolutely. One of my buddies who's a multimillionaire said, you know, your stuff started working when I submitted myself to the plan. Ooh, it's a powerful word. It's a powerful word. It means the plan is going to kick your butt. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today, number one best-selling author. Well, Black Friday might be over, but you've still got plenty of names on your Christmas list, right? Well, then check out all the deals in our one-day Cyber Monday sale. Uh, you can get our best seller, sellers for as low as $5. If you're ready to crush your goals. See, there it is, John. Crush your goals <laughs> next year, the 2023 Ramsey Goal Crusher Planner. (laughs) Goal Planner will help you keep (laughs) focused, get organized, and crushing. The new 2023 Planner has Ramsey's five essential guidelines for goal setting so you can create specific and measurable goals for your finances, relationships, spiritual growth. First time ever, it's on sale. Get yours before they're gone. Uh, of course, this is set up. It's a full calendar. It's a beautiful book to you, guide you through the whole year. And for your holiday, get together. Get your friends and family off their screens with Dr. John Deloney's Questions for Humans conversation cards. They have the New Year's deck, the uh, Christmas deck sold out, by the way. These fun conversation starters make connecting with each other easy. Get everyone talking with questions like this one. If we had to buy a plane ticket right now for a trip together next year, where would we go? <sighs> Home. Uh, this is a season to share hope and give generously. We all know that someone who's struggling today with their money, their relationships, we've got tons of deals on every single bestseller that we've had, everything at RamseySolutions.com. Shop the Cyber Monday one-day sale today, RamseySolutions.com.
2: Hey, I got one of these cards I want to do with you. The the um, uh, question for humans for part? humans, yes. So Shara, got- you're
0: presupposing I'm human. Okay, that's, that. that's a good start.
2: <laughs> okay. No, you can you can, you can can use this with robots, too. Okay. That's very good. Um, what two words would you use to sum up this year, and you can't say dumpster fire?
0: Oh, why not? Oh, no, it wasn't a dumpster fire. Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. How so? I uh, got lots of sweetness, lots of good things happened, and yeah. lots of sour things lots happened. Lots of tough stuff? Yeah. Huh. Except that's three words, Joe Biden, but yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Hey, that is incredible. That, that, that was, I got two words for you. Made in America. That was fantastic. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, no matter, hey, no matter what happens, you always that one family member that can take any innocuous question and bring it back to politics, and that is <laughs> no, Dave Ramsey. That Dave. That's Dave. Well, I <laughs> used three
0: <laughs> words, and then I just said, and you didn't catch it. No, I know. So I got you. What's
2: one thing you become obsessed with this year? Hmm.
0: hmm. This year. Just this
2: particular year?
0: Uh, more than other years, building projects. I've got about three things or four things coming out of the ground right now, and I keep driving around looking at all of them being built. It's a lot of
2: fun. Do you you like that?
0: Oh, man. I'm like a little kid with a dump, shirt, with a dump truck, yeah.
2: When, as soon as like they hand you the keys and they do the cutting, are you already thinking about what's I'm next? I'm done. I'm done, yeah. Yeah. I, I was done before
0: that, but yeah. I mean, when it's done, it's done, but... I love the planning and the coming out of the ground and you know we've got the new Ramsey Event yeah. Center and I'm building a huge event barn on my farm and a couple, of other, little, a couple of other little building projects and that's just fun. What about you? What are you obsessed with?
2: Oh, man, I was just thinking about what I got obsessed with this year. Um, this was the first year that things kind of settled in here at work because it was a whole new craft for me learning something completely new like how radio works and interviews work and podcasts work. So this year was the first year I really got intent on trying to learn how to do the craft not just survive right mm-hmm. so the way i describe it to my friends over thanksgiving was when you're skiing and you first mm-hmm. are learning and you're coming when the boat takes off and you're just getting blasted with water mm-hmm. and then there's a moment you get on top of it and you're just excited to be on top of the water but you're holding on tight and this year was the first year i got comfortable on top of the water now we can figure out how to do this thing so yeah, the that's other, been another metaphor i love with that is
0: you know the first year i went snow skiing and i wasn't sore oh man yeah i like that that's fantastic <laughs> because i wasn't using every muscle
2: in my body to stand up <laughs> snow skiing that's one yeah. thing other than golf i don't understand but that's a that's a different that's D- a different different, different subject i was going yeah. i thought you were gonna say deer hunting with your son that's been that he's the, old enough now he's 12 yeah, it's like
0: it's like a thing now I mean, we spent there's uh, deer hunting and then there's deer hunting with your son
2: yes and then there's we spent eight hours in the woods yesterday and then eight hours the day before nothing and to see a 12-year-old boy, knows, even I was like back there looking at, at my phone, just to sit for eight hours, I thought we're, me and his mom are doing something right. And he just was patient. And then we got in the car, and he's disappointed. He's like, we'll get him next time, Dad. And so it teaches you these lessons of patience and of uh, all, all these cool cool moments that you get to spend with your son. So it's been great.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Not a chance I could do that.
2: Oh, man. It's, it was I would, tough. I would be a
0: nervous Wreck. It was pretty Eight tough. Eight hours and sit there, just sit there, just waiting, shoot just wait and, myself, just waiting.
2: Hey, <laughs> here's a here's pretty neat. When it's six hours and all of a sudden a deer comes up and it's the wrong size or it's too far away. Yeah, this is that's not neat at all. And watch a twelve to watch a twelve. It's like people have, who
0: go fishing and don't catch have fish. Patience. No, it's so good. I go good.
2: catching. I don't go fishing. Building character. It's not character. It's Perseverance like, and all that stuff. Wrong weapons. Courage. <laughs> <laughs> wrong weapons. <laughs> it's a mile away. I'll get him. <laughs> The 50 cal.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> you want to do that, dude? <laughs> I know. Don't I, know. Do that. I know. Get the hate mail. Get it going, people. Get it going. Come on. Uh, yeah, we're just talking about shooting Bambi. So there you go. It's all over now. The PETA people can line up. <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right, there we go. It's questions for human cards, yes, right there. See, look at that. It creates, Two cards. creates controversy and co- politics. Always. I'll, you're just going to love these cards, people. They're going to be they're going to be endearing. There's to your ones for life.
2: dating, for friends, for family get-togethers, for kids, schools. If you're a teacher,
0: want to create hate mail and
2: trolls. I no. do. I, I have proposed that one. Um, <laughs> I want to have one that end like a friendship ender. That's just. Trump is the smartest man alive, true or false? I just want to, like, we're going to th- put those things out on the table. We're going to divide friendships up. So, so good. Um, Lots of shaming questions. They'll be fantastic. COVID mask uh, questions. Yeah, yes. Lots of COVID yes, mask yes. questions. And COVID uh, mask saved America, true yeah, or false? They're going to be fantastic. Vaccination,
0: one, two, three, oh, four, booster. So good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna find out. Hey, you know what? We're probably we weren't gonna make it as a friend group, so we're gonna call it now. Or if you really wanted to break up with somebody, I don't really fit in. These are the these are the cards for you. These are the cards for you. You could have the most obnoxious
0: questions. That would be yeah. We really can't do that because it would probably cause trouble. But and we're here to bring hope and joy and peace and
2: yeah. But we're, but sometimes hope and joy and peace comes with uh, separation. Crazy <laughs> people. <laughs> That's right. Boundaries. <laughs>
0: All right. Now people don't even know what this is. Okay. (laughs) These are cards. It looks like a deck of cards. That's right. And they've got conversation starters, and none of them are snarky or sarcastic or political. No, there's no politics. There's no no COVID. COVID. There's no COVIDs in them. We put no COVIDs in these at all. You can't get COVID from it, and you can't talk about COVID because of it, okay? As a matter of fact, it keeps your crazy butt relatives who talked about it all through Thanksgiving dinner from dealing with it. You have to, no, we can't talk about that. We have to talk about this, and you throw a card down. That's right. And then you can say, what's something you're obsessed with this year? And you can't say COVID.
2: And I will say this. My daughter, Josephine, I left a, a deck of the parents' kids. She brings it to dinner every night. She wants to get the cards, wants to get the cards. And we've even answered some of the same ones again. She wants to do it again. She wants to do it again. And I think her body is telling her, hey, this is a way mom and dad plug in directly with me. Like, this is a way we're all at the table together, um, despite our best efforts. And so... um, We played Monopoly. They're great for kids. (laughs) Oh, see, I get too competitive with Monopoly. I get too competitive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the one that kills me is the game of life. Because it's not, <laughs> <laughs> and it's also got credit cards in it now. You can get a credit card with the game of life. So the I'm game just, of life. I'm so. It was. It's like how a, do you tell people ruined, you were born in the 14th century, century thing yeah. without telling them? Yeah,
2: you mentioned the game of life.
0: Yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when did that game come out?
0: Oh God, man, it had to be the 60s or 70s. I mean, I had there it, electricity when, I had it when I was a kid. I know, I'm just kidding. So back when the, there was dinosaurs roaming there, I think. <laughs> so, little short arms and the on whole On the back bit. of the covered wagon, yeah. y'all would play life. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> on the back of the cover wagon. Very cool.
2: When we were going across the prairie. <laughs> Man. This may have been the greatest sales pitch segment of our, our careers.
0: Yeah, dude. I'm saying that Black Friday can't top Cyber Monday after that. <laughs> If nothing else we've sold out of all the questions for Human Cards ever made at go this point. Go save
2: your families and go get them. Yeah.
0: Go get oh, them. It is a lot of fun. It's almost as much fun as John and I have just babbling about nothing and <laughs> blowing an entire segment. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co host today. Open phones at 888 825 5225. This is The Ramsey Show. Christine is with us in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hi, Christine. How are you?
4: Great. How are you doing?
0: Better than I deserve. What's up?
4: Um, Thank you so much for taking my call. So, uh, my husband and I are new listeners of yours. And,. We're on baby steps four, five, and six. We have no debt except for our mortgage. Good. But we're concerned that our mortgage is a bit high. Um, It doesn't quite follow your ratios, so I just wanted to talk that through with you and see if um, we should keep going on or make a change.
0: Okay. In this case, our ratios uh, don't matter as much. In the case of mortgage uh, payment as a percentage of your income, as why we have the ratios. Now that matters a lot. Okay? okay. The why is simply uh, if you use up all your money on your house payment, you don't have any money. It's called house poor. Right? Mm-hmm. And that will cause you with if you if you're living with a super high house payment, even though you're already out of debt and you're baby step four, five and six, it'll keep you from investing long term, keep you from your generosity goals. Um, and it, in some cases, if it's super high, if for, people, people feel forced uh, to take a car payment because they don't save up for a car because they don't have any room to save up for a car or something like that. So that's the reason we tell people to not get a super high house payment like most of the culture tells you to do. That, and so the, once you kind of understand that, then you can kind of back into your particulars and say, you know, okay, what are we what are we violating on the twenty five percent of your take home pay on a fifteen year fixed, and um, and how is that going to be okay, given that we don't want to be house poor? So, how much is your house payment?
4: Thirty nine hundred. Say again. Thirty nine hundred.
0: And your monthly take home pay is eleven thousand. Okay, so you're about 34%. Right. Okay. And, um, what do you guys do for a living?
4: Uh, my husband is in supply chain. Is what? And I say he's in supply chain and I stay home with our kids.
2: Supply chain.
0: Oh, God, I can't hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, supply chain. All right. And, uh, he's killing it. Um, so, how many raises is now that because the last two years don't count what do you guys feel like the trajectory of his income is? Is it gonna go up substantially in the next three years? I think so, which makes this conversation not needed moot right okay, yeah, because I mean if it goes from thirty three percent to twenty eight percent to twenty five percent with three raises because your house payment stays the same and your income goes up then we're not worried about you being house poor long-term, correct? Correct. Yeah, so that that's one fix for this.
2: But if he had two wild years based on supply chain backup and he crushed it and he's going to settle back into 9000 a month, now you got a problem. Exactly.
3: hmm
2: So what are you looking at
0: on his income, do you think?
4: I think it'll go up. I don't think so. Okay. It'll go down.
0: If it goes down, you need to reevaluate this house. Okay if it goes as long as it is, has an upward trajectory in the next 36 to 48 months you're not going to be stuck there with all your money going to a house payment and not being able to fund your kids college fund
2: or right. having an air conditioner break and you got to get a go to a credit union to get to be able to pay for it right right well,
4: although you have the emergency fund
0: that's so right, that's that's right. That's yeah. so just don't get yourself to where you're there that's the whole point of the thing you see uh, and, and Yeah. so you don't you don't need ramsey to tell you how to manage your life you just but you but a good rule period whether ramsey's in your discussion or not is don't be house poor don't have a house payment that takes up all your money right. makes you broke and so uh, but i think you sound like you're okay it's not ideal if you were getting ready to buy a home i would tell you to back off don't be so house uh you know but you're there i wouldn't tell you to move over this you're not trapped and hopelessly mathematically disabled you know so i wouldn't tell you to do that but uh but you don't have any room it's got to go up Uh, it can't go back and you don't have any wiggle room because if it gets if it goes down much and stays down very long you're going to be forced into a different property but right now i think you got a lot of house and in cheyenne wyoming that's a big freaking house that's a big dog right there well done good for you I bet it's fun. Michael's with us. Michael is in uh, West Virginia, Huntington, to be exact. Hey, Michael, what's up?
5: Not much, Dave. How are you?
0: Better than we deserve. How can we help?
5: That's right. Hey, uh, real quick, before my question, I just wanted to tell you, I've been a disciple of yours since 2006. Someone bought me the Total Money Makeover, and i followed it ever since. And about 10 years ago, I met my wonderful, beautiful wife, and I was very pleased to find out she's a, a disciple of yours as well. The only problem is she hadn't really heard of you. She had been following your 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 uh, your ideas. She, she was a follower yeah. of
0: common sense.
5: <laughs> common sense, common sense, the Bible, and your grandparents, as you say often. That's it. So, uh, cool. I just wanted to tell you that because it was a match made in heaven, the two of us, and and we followed your plan, and we still. We still follow the principles, but uh, you'll you'll laugh when I, uh, when I preface this, but this is a Thanksgiving uh, weekend uh, discussion kind of question that I'm going to pose to you and you and Dr. John. So uh, I had a grandmother pass away uh, about 10 years ago and for the most part, her estate has been uh, essentially distributed and everything was fine there. We found out kind of recently that one of the things that has not been dealt with was a a diamond ring that was given to her by her father-in-law not an engagement ring. It was just a, a diamond ring that she's held in her possession. Her verbal wishes uh, as she was you know, getting up in years was that the ring was to be sold, and the proceeds from that were to be divided evenly among the, the families. She has three daughters. Uh, we all get along well. Everyone loves each other. Everything is happy, and no one's really in any, any dire financial straits. No one really really needs the money, but the issue is now, What do we do with the ring? And uh, as I was talking with some family over the weekend, one of the suggestions was to go ahead and sell it. Uh, We understand that it appraised for about $18,000. Don't know that it'll sell for that. Let's be conservative and say that it'll sell for ten. dollars There are family members that may want the ring but that kind of goes against what our grandmother's wishes were to do with the ring. Uh, as she passed away. And then kind of a, a third option, which we're not sure if this would even work would be to actually cut up the ring. And we're told that that, that could be uh, a very risky proposition and you don't know what you're going to get from the ring. So in any event, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. I know you've talked a lot about what people, their wishes and, and as they're uh, passing on. And, and I just wanted to hear kind of your, your idea for or your thoughts on what would be a, a good idea.
0: You know, in these things, I try to just switch moccasins and walk in your grandmother's shoes a minute, and go. If I if I was if it was me, what would I care? You know. So this is not a uh, uh, a sentimental thing. It was not her wedding ring. It was not um, something like that. It was simply a uh, a piece of jewelry that's valuable that she owns. Exactly. That's exactly. all it was. Yes. So there's not a lot of emotion to it. Um, so. Uh, You know, I don't think it's – from what you described to me, it doesn't sound inconsistent if you guys had it appraised and, you know, one sister wanted it and the other two bought her out for the other two-thirds or uh, even for a discounted amount. Let's say we got it appraised. I think we can actually sell it for $15. um, But, hey, you know, the other two sisters will take four instead of five each and that kind of thing and just buy each other out and let one of them that wants it have it. I don't think that's inconsistent.
2: And you, put yeah, some, and you put some extra stipulations on your, what your grandma said. She didn't say, if anybody is in dire need of cash, sell this thing. She said, sell it, and y'all split it. So just because yeah. y'all aren't starving or broke or, or in desperate need of money right now doesn't mean that we're not going to do what she said, right? Sure, sure exactly.
5: And, and Dave, what you suggested it sounds great, but it just feels kind of slimy to us. Uh, but we think that may be the best, the best solution. I don't is, think it's it, slimy
0: at all. I don't hear any slime in it at all. If everybody's in agreement to it, if if it creates an argument, then there might be some slime there. But if Sister A wants it and B and C want to be bought out at a slight discount below what it'll actually bring, I think that's a generous thing for everyone.
2: What's slimy is if Sister A wants it and thinks she's going to get it for free. Yeah. That's taking advantage of Grandma.
0: Yeah. And then the other two get nothing. Yeah, that would be a little weird. Yeah, just buy them out. um, It's not an unusual thing in estates, by the way. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee that means even if you mismeasure, you mess up, you pick the wrong color, you mess up, like I have, Uh, they'll remake your window blinds for free it's a you screwed up guarantee yeah you get free samples free shipping and new promos all the time you'll save even more always
2: use the promo code ramsey it's magic you'll get a better deal all right today's question comes from melissa in wisconsin she says i've been following the baby steps and i'm very proud of how i've grown financially and personally i have no debt and i'm saving for retirement During college, the relationship with one of my parents became very strained, and that parent took out a $20,000 Sally Mae student loan without consulting other family members. This parent is the only person on the loan, and my name is not on it. I know legally I'm not obligated to pay it back, but morally, what are your opinions on me paying it back to this parent? We've been estranged for years due to other circumstances, and I used the money in college for books and room and board. I've tried to consult other close Christian friends and my counselor who did not think I am obligated to pay it back since this person has made very poor financial decisions, multiple bankruptcies, and has not respected boundaries with me. What are your thoughts? I've got.
0: (laughs) I'll start. You start. (laughs) You're you're stuttering. Yes. You're stammering. I've got a a strong feeling. You have a lot of thoughts. I do. Okay, let me there's a lot of lot of different words we can use here. I would agree with your counselor that you are not obligated to pay it back, morally or ethically. But it has nothing to do with the other person's behavior. It has everything to do with the deal that was made. They took out a loan without your knowledge and without you promising to pay it. Therefore you do not owe it. You did not handshake, you did not verbally. You did not, certainly not on paper, and certainly legally did not sign for it. So you're not legally, ethically, or morally obligated to pay this loan, period. It has nothing to do with being estranged. It has nothing to do with, it it, it makes it weirder. It has nothing to do with the other person's financial misbehavior and bankruptcies. That makes it weirder, but none of that is your fault and does not change your moral obligation one way or the other. Your moral obligation is based on your promise that was never made by you. And so you don't have a moral, ethical, or legal obligation. Now, if you want to be generous for some reason or another, then we can talk about it. But it's not an obligation.
2: I, I like that you said that. Here's where I was struggling with this. Let's say you did, Melissa, let's say you did take this money out, and you shook hands. Hey, Mom, I need some more money for room and board, and books have gotten more expensive, and your mom said, great, I'm going to take out this loan, this Parent PLUS loan, and you can just pay it back even though you don't qualify to take out your own loan. Great. Then you, then you would pay it. And she ends up making very poor financial decisions, has multiple bankruptcies. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Respect matters, pay it anyway. Doesn't matter. That's right. So this external behavior is mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to let that affect my moral cause here. Um, right. I'm with you, Dave. The reason I took pause here is I'm thinking in my situation, if I have a parent who's struggling, they got me through college. I'm just torn on it. I'm just torn on. It. I would probably try to figure out a way to pay it back. But it would just
0: me. be generosity, though. Right. It's not an obligation. That's right. And in my mind, too, it would be a what's it, how does it affect your particular life? Okay, you have two million dollars in checking. Well, write a check and pay it off. Write it's, the check. Okay, it it yeah. It's like buying a biscuit. Right. Okay. You have no money. And you're just now coming out of baby step three, just starting. You're 26 years old, and your mom's guilt. You You make you. 75 thousand dollars a year, and you no, know, her, her voice in your head that you haven't even heard in a long time in person is guilt tripping you. Mm. Uh, then no, that's just uh, psychological backflips. There you go. You're just doing. You're just doing gymnastics in your own brain. Yep. There, like somehow it's going to make her okay. Somehow it's going to make your relationship okay. That you wave this magic money wand over it and everything's going to be okay. Nope, right. not going to happen. Uh, and so this does come down to two things. Number one is, are you obligated? The answer is no. Number two, do you want to be generous? And for me, if I were in your shoes, that would be that it's not a big deal that you can that twenty thousand dollars. You're you're a doc and you make four hundred thousand a year now. Right. I don't know what whatever scenario we don't have her income or her net worth here, um, but. Uh, you know, I kind of smell in the verbiage that this is a 26-year-old making less than $100,000 a year and doesn't have any money.
2: Well, and to add on to that, this feels like, and, and Dave, we don't talk about this enough. We probably should. The number of parents who mortgage their souls for the kids to go to school, and they circle back 10, 15 years later asking kids, "Where's my? I need that money or hey, without, did, without having a deal with we never had a deal we, I got you through college now mm-hmm. I'm looking at my retirement hey I put $20,000 in the line when are you going to pay me back and Well that's
0: the same idiot though that that um it's common, man. that says you owe me because I changed your diaper oh yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the same you know I fed you when you were 3 shut up you signed up for that that's right you know that's not that's just bull right there. So uh, sorry, Mom. That's how this works. Yeah. Um, you know, but the uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So a um, lot lot of stuff going on here. But but I think I don't want to be the psychologist here. You're that you're that's your job. But in my mind, it sounds like um, you probably intellectually realize, but some part of your little girl self, Melissa wants it to be that the script is rewritten if you write a $20,000 check that suddenly mom's okay and your relationship with mom's okay.
2: And that's not going to happen.
0: And it's not ever going to be the same. That's right. That house burned. Yes.
2: And now you got to build something new. And if part of you building something new is, I'm going to go back to everybody who played a role in my life, and I'm going to be generous to them. That's cool. That could be a part of your house that you're building for you into the future. Exactly. It's not going to save mom. It's not
0: got anything to do it's with them. It's not going to them. save them. That's right. This has got to do with you. That's right. Yeah. But it's not a moral, ethical, Christian obligation that you pay someone else's debt. That's right. It's that simple, and that's what a Parent PLUS loan is. And then I think it is good. One more time, let's circle back for the sake of people listening because we have a student loan crisis that is of epic proportions. Moms and dads, do not take out student loans of any kind and do not take out a Parent PLUS loan and then saddle your kid with it when they're 30 suddenly at Thanksgiving dinner. Okay? That's relationship Russian roulette, number one. Number two, it's morally, ethically wrong. Number three, it's financially
1: stupid.
0: Okay, don't do that. And so, uh, you know, this idea that that, you know, the get, send the kid to college at any cost, including the cost of all our futures, mine and yours. We're gonna all go deeply in debt, so you can get a degree in left-handed puppetry.
2: And so, it will. This has got to stop. It will work out for me down the road. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cashing out some of my retirement so that you can make take it all okay for all of us. Yeah, you can take care of
0: me because you'll be the the one that gets an NFL contract. It just doesn't work that way. No, yeah. it doesn't work that it's way. Tough, you can tough, buy
2: tough, Mama tough. a house later. No, that's not how it works, darling. Yeah, that can get real, real tough. Uh, Kevin Hart has a great bit about that. About, and It's not a bit. It's very serious. About He got his first royalty check for, I think it was 250000 bucks, And he said in his head, it was, oh, fantastic. Now I can get Mama a car. I can get Mama a house. I can get Brother a house. I can go ahead and get myself take... And then after the management took their cut and after the agent took their cut and after Uncle Sam took their cut, it was not nearly the amount of money, right? And so yeah. we get to counting and playing Monopoly in our yeah. head with this imaginary stuff that's going to come down the road and it just doesn't work out oh, that this,
0: this family's get confused. I was with a friend of mine this weekend that's um, – uh, his, um, his, uh, his, uh, one of his parents passed away mm. and he's trying to protect the mom because he said now that, that dad's gone – uh all these uh, people and he named the ethnicity mm-hmm. <laughs> okay we'll be coming around mom and we've got to protect mom from these people
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know and it's family within that particular culture and he said i got to protect mom from that mm-hmm. and because uh, they're gonna come gotcha they, they, they you know dad's gone they're gonna smell there's there's money and it must Family's be there. coming that's right. the sharks are circling you mm-hmm. know yeah, the money and it must be there because the old man's gone. Now we can get the old lady. She's a soft touch. We can get the money out of her. Yikes. Yeah. Woo. Wow. That's the thing, man. It's the thing. You people and your families. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's perfect, Dave. <laughs> hey, you know the saying around Ramsey if you think there's not crazy in your family, then it's you. This is The Ramsey Show.